Hello, little ones. Pastor Deborah here again. Once again, I'm coming to you right over social media, right through your phone or laptop or computer or maybe your television. Yeah, we're going to be doing another wonderful teaching video for you, little one, and anybody else. It's in the Children's Words of Encouragement series, an educational series for you. We've been working through different words that maybe you may not know much about. This one, we're going to work through the word worship. How do you spell that? It's W-O-R-S-H-I-P. You might hear a lot about it in the world because we all do it but we have to understand what it means in relationship to us and a God something we can't see maybe we can hear so my job is to come to you as a teacher we're in class today yes You might be sleeping in the womb. You might be dying, fearful, out of your body, physically. And I'm coming to you because you have been brought to the Garden of Eden here in this wonderful place. Now, I am physically in my living room, and you're physically somewhere else. But in the realm of the spirit, you can hear me and see me and this video. This video is from Pixabay. It's a wonderful ministry where I get free motion videos. This one is showing a great light shining from above down here to us. And it sort of represents the God of the King James Bible, the God and Father of Christ Jesus. That's right. That's him way up there. And I want to let you know that I don't use a green screen. So behind me, my hand could disappear when I pointed at the video like that. Or things happen around my hair. And you'll see my background come through. I have tried green screens that are professional. Homemade ones. Ones attached to my chair. None of them work. Usually I have a lot of recordings to do just things throughout the day takes a lot of work to record i have to move my laptop get the microphone set up and checked out get the camera on place myself get dressed up for you sit down and talk to you and i have to look through the camera to see you yeah So to put up a green screen, each recording was difficult. I got rid of them. So if I look a little fuzzy, close your eyes. If the words on the screen, you can't see them, they're fuzzy, you can't read, close your eyes and just listen to my voice. My voice has been used on the telephone, in prayers, in dreams. In the realm of the spirit over videos, teaching and praying with people. Some reason my voice 
is anointed to reach you. So welcome here in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, for your spirit, the forever person, that little part of you that's hidden away in you. Oh, yes, you kind of know you have one. Yeah. Some of you can already move and see and hear in that realm through it. I didn't know anything about that part of me when I began. It took a powerful deliverance session where I was helping a young girl get free of some evil things. I didn't do much. I held her ponytail, watched her puke into a garbage can, and just said the words, the blood of Jesus, or out in the name of Jesus. That's all I did. I did not know I was in a spiritual battle, really. Or that anything was happening. I mean, I could see the icky black stuff that was coming up out of her stomach. And I looked in the garbage can and I said, I've never seen that before. And I had been a mommy. I had a little child like you. I've seen them puke. I've puked. I know what puke looked like. I've seen dogs puke. Cats puke. It didn't look like anything. That I had ever seen before. Didn't really know what it was. But I came home. Walked into my kitchen. Sat down. Because I usually didn't eat before the deliverance session. Of speaking to evil things to leave somebody. Yes, you can have evil things. Inside of you. And some of you know you do. You see things. You hear things. You just know you're not right. And nobody believes you. I do. That's right. Nobody believes that you have things under the bed or in the closet or your animals are talking to you. But I do. So I came home from that deliverance session. Sat down with a plate of chicken and some vegetables and was starting to eat it and was looking at the television. All of a sudden, I saw myself lifted up like this. Not physically. My physical body was sitting in my chair. But I was looking with some different eyes down on my physical body and on the plate of food. And I said, I don't eat that. And then... I looked at the television across the room. said, I don't watch television either. This is strange. Then I sort of slipped back into my body. And I realized that my spirit is a part of me. But it's separate. Lives in a different world. And I realized then... When I was doing that deliverance session to help that young 16-year-old girl get free of evil things. And I was speaking words, watching the puke come out of her. My spirit was at work. I was doing spirit work. I was in the realm of the spirit, the realm of the forever person, the real you, the realm of evil spirits. And I was speaking to them. 
through and with my spirit. But I didn't know that. I just thought it was me. Thought it was my physical body, my mouth, even though my mouth was saying it. Until I came home and I realized there was another part of me. And it didn't eat earthly food. And it didn't watch television. And then I realized that doing deliverance work correctly, it is from your spirit into the realm of the spirit. Your spirit is a soldier, a minister, a priest, a king. And it is rising up spiritually, speaking to spiritual things. That must leave. We were doing spiritual warfare battle. And then when I came home. My spirit was still sort of. Up. Was still sort of. uh, On alert. But it had a job to do. It was to help me. My soul part of me. This part. Understand. Spirit work versus natural food and television. I was beginning to understand this deep realm of the spirit. And this word that we're going to talk about today, worship, is in that realm. But we see it mostly in the realm of the natural. The realm with our physical body. The realm in buildings. The realm in uh, what we do with our body, where we go, and who we worship. So in this video, I want to bring a friend along with us. Somebody that has always traveled with me. Yeah, you might recognize him. Teddy. This is Teddy of love. I bought him at Walmart during the Valentine's season. I'd buy him. I would send him out to children, people all over the world with letters of love. I would give them away. They always reminded me of both you seeking love and then finding it like this one and carrying it. Then it also reminded me of God the Father bringing to you flowers, and love for your spirit, for your forever person, gently and kindly through a loving teddy. So he's going to sort of travel with us in these videos. I have other ones I'll bring for. So let's open up first with prayer. Thank you, Teddy, for always being a symbol of love and kindness to these little ones. In this video, I think we're going to have to do many on just this one word, worship. When I was beginning to wanting to help you the Lord's way and not the way of mental health counseling or therapy, I didn't know and wasn't taught this word, worship. I didn't hear many teachings on it in church. There were a few books written. I read them and I learned a lot. 
But I always return to the book, the Bible, the King James Authorized Bible. The reason I use the King James Authorized Version, because it has no commentaries. It's just the Greek words, the Hebrew words, maybe the Aramaic words translated into maybe English or whatever your language is. There's no commentaries by any person, denomination, professor, theology, denomination, just the words. I do use the Webster's Dictionary to help me understand the word and called a book called the Strong's Concordance. It will break out the Hebrew and the Greek words into English for me. And I will look at all those meanings. And then if I don't understand what I'm trying to understand, I will pray to my teacher, my spiritual teacher, the Holy Spirit, for help. So before we begin, let's have prayer. So our spirits will come to the classroom. Our hearts will be able to receive this truth that comes as light. And our minds will be able to understand what we're saying. I'll go slow because I know you're a little one. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing to our awareness the word worship that we need to study. Father, it has many areas that we need to look at to understand it so that we can be knowledgeable and not in ignorance or in darkness. Help us through your Holy Spirit, our teacher, To understand and to see what you desire for us to see and know. Reveal your truth to us and help us to perceive them. Implant them and produce bountiful fruit from them. Father, help us. We need you. We're trying to understand you and our relationship to you and who we are. And how we're to be in a deep spiritual relationship with you. Father, help us. You know who's here. You know their level of competency, knowledge, light, understanding. Help us all. And only you and the Holy Spirit and your living word. And only your living word can help us. So be with us, Father. Teach us and help us to know what you mean by how we are to worship you, what it means, who or what part of us is to worship you, and where we're to worship. So, Father, be with us in this teaching and the ones to come. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. In teaching, I have to have a lot of definitions, but I also have to be able to apply it in your life. You have to have an understanding of what it is we're talking about, worship, who is to be involved, that's the who component, how you are to do it, 
That's the how component. And where are you to do it? All of these areas we're going to talk about slowly and probably through several videos. So I want you to get ready. And if you need to to have some note paper or a pencil or a crayon, or maybe you like a laptop or a phone to take notes. You just kind of raise your hand, and one of the living creatures here from the garden will attend to you and help you. I'm first going to go and do some definitions. We're going to go to the Strong's Concordance. We're going to look at the Hebrew words of worship and get a basic idea of what the word means. Remember, it's spelled W-O-R. S-H-I-P. It means believe. It means to prostrate oneself in honor to someone. Two, it means to fall down in reverence. Three, it means to bow down. Four, humble oneself. Five. To stoop, bend, like that. Six, to make obedience to. Maybe swear an oath to serve and obey. Seven, to salute. Those are some different kinds of salutes. To worship means to I lift you up, I venerate you, I acknowledge you, I recognize you, you big, I little, you are powerful, I am weak, you are royalty and majesty, you're a god, I'm nothing, and I'm to worship you, something like that. In the Greek, it pretty much means the same thing. So we're getting a little idea. Of what it means. Remember these are spiritual definitions. But in the Old Testament of the Bible. You see physical symbols and representation. Of that. Because the spirit was not able at that time. To worship. It was still dead to God. It had not been redeemed back to him yet. It was a captive of sin and death. It was another father's child, Satan's. It lived in evil and wickedness. Not uh, because of the things that it did, but because of its image and likeness, its nature. You see, the story goes at first, God, this loving God that's up here. He created one human. Human, H-U-M-A-N, means a man, M-A-N, not a sex or a gender, but a spirit being inside of humus, H-U-M-U-S, H-U, dirt. And we're going to combine those two parts and we're called a human, a spirit being with a cloak or clothes of dirt. And that first person 
His name was Adam, which means dark earth. That was his physical body. He was in a good relationship with his creator, his God. He could walk and talk with him. He had the Holy Spirit in him. He was at peace with him. He was growing and learning. He was like a little child. But then there came time for instructions and learning of obedience and who's in charge and what you're to do. We see that with all little babies. They have to learn the word no. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. So the time came for this first human, this first spirit being inside the dirt. He got a command. He said, you see that tree right over there? There's two of them. There's one called the tree of life. You can eat from that one. And that other one, it's over there, right in the mist, called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You're not to eat of it. You're not to eat the fruit of it. For in the day, the time that you eat of it, you will surely die. Now, when you're a young child, you may not know what that means. But for a long time, this first one, Adam, this first human, didn't eat from the tree. He was busy in the garden right now where we are, working, fellowshipping with the animals, eating nuts and berries. Mm-hmm. He's a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Got all his protein from nuts and fruit that he needed. There was water. He did not eat the animals. He didn't kill them and cook them. He ate fruit, vegetables, grains, nuts, berries. God provided all that he needed. Mm -hmm. So, time went by. And this young man named Adam, he was in a wonderful relationship. He had the very image of his father. He was a king. He may not have known it yet. He had authority and dominion on earth. He was told, when you, when I send you down there, you're to rule and reign that place, the earth, and nature and the animals. Shepherd it. Watch over it. Increase it. Expand the territory. Mm-hmm. And then God said, okay, you're ready now for a helpmate. Maybe he was time for him to be a father. But first you need to be married. So Adam was put to sleep <laughs> the first time. Sort of out cold. And God reached into his physical body and got one of his ribs. The first surgery. So dark. So God, he's a doctor, he's a surgeon. He knows your physical body. And he took the rib, which was curved, and he formed a physical body that was just like Adam's, except 
It had curves. It was going to be what you call a spirit being called man that was to have a physical body with a womb, a place to carry a baby. And so this creature was to be the helpmate because God wanted more children. He needed dirt bodies in this realm, this world. He had to have a dirt body covering a spirit. The other realm where he lived in, and some bad things lived in, the realm of the spirit, you had no dirt body. You just were a spirit. So in this king of the kingdom of heaven expansion, he was creating a new realm. One that was combined of the natural world and elements, the dirt, and the spirit. So humans became legal, righteous rulers on this earth or your planet also by having a covering, a body of dirt from your planet. And inside of that was your spirit. The forever person. Now, because the spirit lived in the realm of the spirit, it really could not contact, have any interaction with the natural world. Later on, we would learn more about this. So God had to produce something or have something created that would help the spirit and help him to sort of represent himself, his laws, his love, his light, out into this new territory called Earth, the physical planet. So God had a plan. The spirit man needed a helpmate. So Adam went to sleep. God took one of his physical ribs, created a wound man, a woman. And when she came out and God woke Adam up, she looked just like Adam. She had eyes and nose and ears and mouth and arms, legs. Her chest was a little different. She did not have the sexual organs that Adam had. She had something different. She was to be a receiver from Adam of his sperm to make a baby inside her womb. So Adam looked at her and said, wow, she's beautiful. She is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. So he was declaring and decreeing as king the nature, the purposes, the image and likeness of this new helpmate. And it was just bone and flesh. God had had a different plan for it. Adam had been naming all the animals. And when you name something, like give you a name, it gives you your purpose, your nature, your image, your likeness. It can be a blessing or a curse. In this case, what was to be a spiritual helpmate to Adam inside the dirt 
became just flesh and bone. That was all. Then God responded back to Adam. He said, okay, Adam, you have now named this helpmate, this woman, to be just flesh and bone. Therefore, Adam, you're going to have to marry her. You're going to become one with her, one messenger, one voice. You're going to follow her all around. We see that with many following the woman, whatever she wants, because you are just mesmerized with the body. But God pronounced that man, Adam, would actually leave him, his father and mother, spiritually and go and cleave to be one with follow like a little puppy this wound man this woman Adam didn't know what that meant we see this when people get married and the male and the female leave their parents go off and form their own family Mm -hmm. but it had deeper spiritual meanings Related to worship. So in this beginning time. The image and likeness of God. Inside of Adam. Was now going to be perverted. All that he was to do and learn. And have as his image and likeness. Was going to be changed. Even his worship. And the story goes that somebody else in the garden heard this, was watching. Yeah, an evil creature. His name was Satan. It meant the adversary of God. He had already been kicked out of God's presence for things he had done. Well, he was listening. And he said, huh, I've got an open door now. I got a chance to get back at this God and not allow these precious children of his to continue worshiping him as father and king, creator. So this Satan creature, this evil thing, this bad guy, decided to come into the garden. Couldn't come in legally and openly. So he has some serpent thing, some creature that had legs. If he could come inside his dirt body. And I learned a lot right there. That evil creatures can come into animals and people. Anything with a dirt body. Yeah. That's why you might think your teddy bears, your Stuffed animals or dogs or birds or cats are speaking to you. Because there's usually an evil thing inside of it. And it's possible for that to happen. I learned that. So what this creature Satan did was he could not tempt Adam. He had been given the commandment not to eat of the tree. Adam told his helpmate woman, Who, when you look deeper, becomes the soul. The expression out in the natural world 
of the spirit. She didn't quite hear it right because she got into a conversation with this serpent. See, the animals were talking to us then. There wasn't anything unusual for us. So when this serpent started talking to woman, not Eve, woman, he said, are you really supposed to not touch and eat of all the trees? What about that one right over there? Doesn't it look, the fruit look beautiful and glorious? And she looked with her eyes. Remember, she's not a spiritual being. She was the soul, the helpmate sort of of Adam. And her eyes, the lust of the eyes, clicked out. Ooh, look how beautiful that is. It's pretty. It's shining. It's gorgeous. Lust of the eyes. Wanting. Desiring. That turned on in her mind. And then this serpent being, who was being kind to her, and was not threatening and was not in his real appearance, said, oh, maybe it would be good and taste good for food. So she thought again, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. We're supposed to eat the fruit of the trees. It looks pretty. It looks like it's going to be real tasty. The lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Appetite. Things moving now up here in her mind. Remember, her husband, it says, was right next to her. But he's not being talked to. He's the spirit part of us. But our soul, our helpmate, was talking to this creature called the serpent with Satan inside. And in their ignorance, like you are, little one, they did not know it was an evil creature. They knew nothing of Satan's fall, Lucifer's demise. They knew nothing except the garden. Innocent creatures. So then this serpent, this Satan, inside of this flesh body of a creature of the garden, added one more thing. said, oh, Maybe God doesn't want you to eat from this tree. Because if you eat that fruit there that he's told you not to, you might become like him. And he doesn't want you. He wants nobody to be him. He doesn't want to share anything. And you would become a God yourself. Did she know what that meant? All she heard was, He is trying to keep something from me that's beautiful and it would be helpful to me. And it's so desirous and I want it now. And he's telling me I can't have it when my desires are up there inflamed. Lust is working. I'm imagining in my mind, eating it, tasting it. And now you're telling me if I do that, I will be as him. A God. This creature called wound man, woman, the helpmate, didn't know what that meant. Had not had the relationship with this God. She only had it with her husband. She knew about God, but it wasn't the same. She was a helpmate. She got everything sort of secondhand from Adam. So what did she do? Satan waited a few minutes. 
His words were sent in, planted, took root, and she reached for the fruit. She took it, took a bite. Nothing happened because the commandment was never given to the soul. But the soul was reaching out while the spirit was just standing by. He was dependent. He had given up in this marriage. He was already told, you're just going to follow her around. Gonna be like a little puppy. You're not gonna do whatever she does, you're gonna do. You're one, you're gonna be one messenger. You're not gonna be free. You're married. Mm-hmm. So then she hands that fruit, whatever it was, to her helpmate, to Adam. He took a bite. And that's when it happened. Lightning occurred. Darkness came. Guilt. Shame. Dishonor. Now they both realized they had been disobedient to their creator. Disobedient to their father, their caretaker, the one that created them and loved them. Things happened in the garden. Shook everybody up. Shame. Dishonor. The light of God. The connection was gone. They ran. They ran. They hid. Because remember, they had no physical clothes on. Because they were innocent creatures. Just like a little baby. He can run around the house. He has no knowledge of his physical body. He has no shame or guilt if he's without clothes or a diaper. And at some point in our lives... We start covering up. We become embarrassed. So off into the trees and woods, this woman, Adam, went. They tried to cover up. They got some leaves and tried to sew some clothes. And what do you think old Satan was doing? He was just laughing. He knew they were now kicked out of the very presence of God themselves as he was. They lost the Holy Spirit. They lost their deep inner connection. They had been defiled. As soon as that Holy Spirit left, the DNA in both Adam and Eve started being perverted by the flesh, by sin, because they disobeyed. Their sperm became corrupt, perverted, not whole, not healthy. And the eggs of the woman You see that when children are born with disabilities. Mm -hmm. They come out early. Mm -hmm. And that's where it began. Where we all came from. But in this video about worship, we have to learn what it means. And we're beginning to get some definitions. Let's go to Webster's Dictionary. Webster's Dictionary defines the word worship as having respect for someone. To acknowledge they are a divine 
being. Two, a person of importance. Three, reverence that is offered to a king. Admiration, devotion to an object of your high esteem. Mm -hmm. So we're learning that worship is in relationship to a who. Now that who is real important. You could be worshiping a movie star, a rock and roll star, a movie star. You notice they have the word star after it. You could be worshiping money. Worship means that you give reverence, honor, dignity, obedience to something. And we're learning it's usually to a who. So there in worship, there's a who component. There's also a how component. How do you worship? We learn some people prostrate. They bow. Mm -hmm. So there's some kind of how component we have to learn about. There's also a where. Do you just think it in here? Do you say it with your mouth? Do you go someplace, a building, a rock, a mountain? Where is important. So those are going to be the different areas we're going to discuss in these series of videos about worship to help you learn what it means. We've got a lot of teaching to do. So I don't want to go too far. And so what have we talked about so far? That worship is important. It started long ago in a garden. Got perverted. Mm -hmm. And it has a who component. We're supposed to be worshiping somebody. Of great importance. A divine person. A king. Royalty. Somebody. It has a how. How do we do this? What part of us does it? And where do we do it? Do we do it in the natural? Do we do it in the spirit world? Do we go someplace? What do, how do we do it? Who do we do it to? And where? And we're going to pick up in all of that next week. But just kind of be thinking. Let's review what our meanings are. The word worship means to believe in something, to prostrate, lay yourself, bend low in honor and reverence to someone. Now that someone, that who, maybe it's a system, a flag, a government, a political party. Maybe it's an idea. Maybe it's an animal. The who's are real important. It's bowing down in reverence, giving honor to, kneeling, bowing your head, closing your eyes. It's bowing down, 
It's humbling yourself. It's stooping. To make obedience to. We have to study all of this. How do you make obedience to this who? It's to salute. So we have to study military. To worship. So we have to learn that worship is having respect, paid, and acknowledging that someone's a divine being. It's a person of importance. It's reverence that's offered to someone. Many people want this. Mm -hmm. They want to be stars. Mm -hmm. They want to have statues given to them. Be award winners. Many different ways. They desire to receive this honor from you. We should honor our parents. No matter how bad they are. Their egg and their sperm came together. Even if you don't know who they are. And their egg and their sperm created our physical bodies. That gave us the forever person. The legal right. To enter into this world. If. The mother allowed us to. Many mothers. Don't allow us to come in. They abort us. In a medical procedure. So many of us that you. Are in the wombs right now. May not make it out. But you'll make it up because God's going to help you. We're not going to lose you to death, no matter what. So we need to honor those parents, so to speak. Somebody put an egg in a sperm. Could have been in a Petri dish. And it was conceived there and implanted into a surrogate mother. A lot to learn about that. So what does the word worship mean? We're beginning to understand that we started off in obedience to our father, our creator. And we fell from that. We got in trouble. And all of what we were to be taught about worship and truth was perverted. So now we're going to go back and try to learn what was the original idea. And we learned there's a who component. There's a how component and there's a where. So let's end right now today. So we don't go too deep. It's a very deep subject. And it's for your forever person. And we're going to discuss it and your soul and your physical body and how all of them are working to worship somebody, even if you don't know it. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this first in a series of educational videos, words of encouragement for children of all ages about worship. Guide us and lead us slowly through your Holy Spirit, our teacher, to help us understand what it is, who we're to worship, 
how we do it, and what it's all about. Help us, Father, so we'll have truth in our knowledge. Your light in us, guiding us and leading us throughout our lives. Help us, Father. And if any of these children here don't know you yet, and they want to know you as Father, then make it happen. Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62 in their lives. Bring about a Hebrews 4.12. They don't know what those are yet, Father. They're little ones. But you do. Be about your work, Father. Your ministry of redeeming and resurrecting and rebirthing children that were lost to you. Taken in ignorance and stolen from you. Trafficked into the darkness. Father, be about your work. Of redeeming and rescuing these little ones. Spiritually. You know who they are. You know who've come. And help us all to understand. What it means. When you talk about worship. Help us to see your deep understanding. So we can do it right. Help us to understand it. From a spiritual context. For our forever person. In the name of Christ Jesus, your son, your living word, your sacrifice that went to a cross, the lamb of God, through him and his blood, redeem us back to you. Make us new, birth us new, defeat Satan, as you said early on, that you would step on his head of authority. Show the world's your power and glory as the only one true and righteous God that's worthy of our spiritual worship. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you on part two of these series of words of encouragement of what does the word worship mean. Bye.